1: Welcome to Nexa Resources' fourth quarter and full year 2020 conference call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star, then 1, on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, please press star, then 2. The presenters on this call are Mr. Tito Martins, CEO of Nexa Resources, Mr. Rodrigo Menk, CFO of Nexa Resources, and Ms. Roberta Varela, Head of Investor Relations. Please note, this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Mr. Tito Martins. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you, and good morning and good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us in another Nexus Urbans conference call. I hope you and your loved ones remain safe and healthy. Today, we'll be talking about our results for the fourth quarter and full year of 2020. Please, let's move to slide three, where we will begin our presentation. In an unprecedented and challenging scenario, we have safely resumed our operations after the mandatory shutdown in Peru. Our financial performance recovered strongly from the first half of the year. Although we are still learning how to adapt ourselves to a new normal with COVID-19, we were able to rapidly implement additional health and safe protocols to mitigate the spread of the virus in our operations and projects. We estimate these additional protocols will remain at least in 2021, and part of our employees will continue working remotely. We maintain our efforts to build a differentiated, sustainable, and cost-efficient business model, generating value for all of our stakeholders. In 2020, production guidance was achieved, sales were stronger than expected, operational performance and cost reduction resulted from our NextAway program. Besides, NextAway also have strengthened our inclusion and plurality programs. In this context, we reinforce our commitment of returning capital to the shareholders. Therefore, based on our expected future cash flow and balance sheet stability, we are pleased to announce a dividend payment of $35 million to be realized next March. Please turn to slide four. In 2020, we have continued to progress in our social and environmental programs. As mentioned before, we are prioritizing our Plurality program. In 2020, NEXA signed a commitment letter with the women in mind that aims to expand and strengthen the participation of women in the sector. We have created the Tailing Dam's website to improve transparency on our Tailing's management, and we have also continued to improve our energy matrix In terms of our social commitment, NEXA continue to collaborate with the economic development and quality of life of our host communities. Moving to the next slide, slide five. As you can see, slide five shows the projects in our pipeline. Aripuanan is our project under development, and I will discuss it more in details ahead. Our projects are in different phases of maturity. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak, we have been very concerned and disciplined about our capital allocation. Because of that, our project portfolio and its timeline is subject to a continuous evaluation of COVID-19 back in our financials. Engineering studies at Magistral COPPA project have continued to progress, and in 2021, we expect to advance further detailed engineering and optimization opportunities to mitigate the risk of execution before proceeding with its approval and execution, the feasibility studies at Charpie and Puker remain on hold. Regarding Larión, exploration activities were resumed in the third quarter of 2020 and were completed as planned. For 2021, drill program will focus on testing the continuity of the mineralization towards the south of the area. In Brazil. We have resumed our exploration activities of the Bon Sucesso project in the fourth quarter, and engineering studies have been resumed earlier this year. Bon Sucesso is expected to extend the life of mine of Moragudo, reinforce integration of our mines and smelters in the country. Turning now to slide six, please. Here I will comment that if on the development. Construction works continue to advance. And overall, fiscal progress reaches 70% at the end of December. The operational readiness team is on site and Stop's development have started. Based on the current status of engineering, procurement and construction, we believe we will continue to deliver according to the updated plan. Mechanical completion is expected in the fourth quarter of 21, and production should start right away. In 2020, we invested $187 million in the project, and we estimate a capex of $232 million along this year. Aripuanan reinforces our mining smelt integration, decreasing our exposure to third-part concentrate by adding in our production something around 120,000 tons of sustainable equivalent. We estimate its cash cost to be in the beginning of the second quartile of the cash cost curve, reduce our average mining cash costs. Deriponon Project is one of the few zinc projects underdeveloped in the world, and, and we believe it will be a long life mining operation with competitive costs. Please move to the next slide. Since the approval of the project, we have continued to advance in our drilling campaigns, either with mining drilling and exploration drilling. In response to COVID-19, exploration activities were temporarily suspended, but resumed in the third quarter of 2020. The new exploration target, Babassu Northwest, was tested in the fourth quarter, confirming extension of the mineralization. In 2020, 4,000 meters of exploratory drilling was completed. And for 2021, we plan to continue the extension drilling in the Babassu Northwest, based on current inferred mineral resources and considering our track record of conversion, we believe life of mine could easily be extended beyond 20 years. Now, I would like to pass to Roberta Varela, our head of investor relations, who will comment on our results. Roberta, please. Thank you, Tito.
3: Good morning, everyone. Please let's move to slide nine. Beginning with the first chart on your left, consolidated net revenue in fourth quarter 20 was $635 million, up 80% from the same period a year ago, mainly driven by higher zinc and copper prices. Adjusted EBITDA stood at $167 million, compared with $65 million in fourth quarter 2019. The main factors that contributed to this performance were. Lower operating costs and expenses, the positive net price effect related to higher zinc prices, and increasing byproducts contribution. The US dollar appreciation against Brazilian real had a positive impact of $13 million. In 2020, net revenue was approximately $2 billion, down 16% compared to 2019, mainly driven by lower average zinc and lead prices and lower volumes due to COVID-19 related measures. Adjusted EBITDA, however, increased by 15% year over year. The solid performance of our operations in the second half of the year, lower costs, and the decrease in mineral exploration and project evaluation expenses were the main drivers. The US dollar appreciation against Brazilian real had also a positive impact. On the next slide, we will discuss in further details our segment's performance. On slides 10 and 11, we will comment on our mining segment operational results. In fourth quarter20, adjusted EBITDA stood at 87 million dollars, strongly recovering from fourth quarter 2019, mainly explained by the increase in net revenue due to higher production and better metal prices, lower operating and corporate costs and decrease in mineral exploration and project evaluation expenses. In 2020, adjusted EBITDA totaled $140 million compared with $173 million in 2019. Net revenue was $748 million, down 25% year-over-year, mainly affected by lower average zinc and lead prices, and the decrease in volume due to the temporary suspension of our operations in Peru, which was partially offset by the solid performance of our mines in Brazil. As you can see on slide 11, the decrease in volume had a negative variation effect of $113 million, followed by market-related factors such as lower prices and higher TCs, with an impact of $92 million. These factors were partially offset by the positive impact from the Brazilian real depreciation against the US dollar, lower operating and corporate costs, and the decrease in mineral exploration and project evaluation expenses. In terms of cash costs, consolidated mining cash costs in 2020 decreased by 10 percent to 39 cents per pound, positively affected by lower operating costs. Moving to the next slide, On this slide, we will comment on our three-year production guidance. At the midpoint of guidance range, zinc equivalent metal production is forecasted to increase 7% on average, mostly driven by the startup of Aripona in 2022. For 2021, zinc production is estimated to increase by 8% from 2020, and for 2022, after Aripona hump up, an additional seven percent over 2021. For twenty twenty three, zinc production is estimated to decrease primarily driven by a decrease in the forecasted zinc head grade in Cerro Lindo mine. Exploration activities in Cerro Lindo will resume in the second half of 2020, and we maintain our efforts to replace and increase mineral reserves and resources. In terms of cash cost, we estimate mining average cash cost of 33 cents per pound in 2021, as we forecast higher by-product credits, driven by better volumes and higher prices compared to 2020, and lower benchmark TCs, which should offset the normalization of mine development and infrastructure costs in Peru after the temporary shutdown restrictions. Cost reduction initiatives also remain in place. Turning to the next slides, on slides 13 and 14, we we'll discuss our smelting segment operational results. In fourth quarter 20, adjusted EBITDA stood at $83 million, up 47% from fourth quarter 2019, mainly explained by higher TCs, lower corporate expenses, and the depreciation of the Brazilian currency. In 2020, adjusted EBITDA stood at $264 million, up 50% from 2019. Although net revenue went down, affected by the pandemic especially in second quarter of 2020 as you can see on slide 14 adjusted EBITDA improvement was mainly driven by higher treatment charges which were partially offset by changes in market prices in respect of quotation period price adjustments lower operating costs due to decrease in energy prices and higher silicate mix and the decrease in corporate expenses In terms of cash costs, consolidated smelting cash costs in 2020 decreased by 20% to 81 cents per pound, positively affected by higher TCs and lower operating costs. Turning to slide 15, on this slide, we'll comment on our smelting segment per year guidance. Metal sales volume in 2021, at the midpoint of the guidance range, is estimated to increase 7% from 2020. In 2021, we expect our smelters will continue to benefit from improved operational performance and will run at normal utilization rates. For 2022, metal sales volume is estimated to increase 3,000 tons over 2021 and to remain stable in 2023 over 2022. In terms of cash costs, we estimate smelter average cash cost of 95 percent per pound in 2021, as before PS, lower benchmark GCs compared to 2020, and a higher metal prices, increasing raw material costs, which should be partially offset by cost reduction initiatives. I will now turn over the call to Rodrigo Menki, our CFO, who will provide more detailed information about our balance sheet. Menke, please.
4: Thank you, Roberta. Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. I am now on slide 16. Before we discuss our financial performance, I would like to present our historical EBITDA and EBITDA margin for the smelting segment. As you can see, despite the changing in zinc prices, smelter margins in 2018 and 19 were relatively stable, which means smelter margins are mainly affected by changes in treatment charges and operational costs. As you may know, we applied the benchmark TC for our integrated mining and melting operations. Also, our purchases of zinc concentrate from third-party suppliers is mainly based on the three-year average benchmark TC, which has not changed much in 2018 and 19. Analyzing the year of 2020, TC's increased from 2019, and despite the volatility in metal prices, we delivered two-digit margin. This strong performance not only reflects higher TCs, but also our ongoing efforts on reducing fixed costs. We wanted to bring this analysis to reinforce the strategic importance of being integrated and having smelters in our portfolio. Turning to the next slide. On slide 17, as demonstrated in the upper left graph, our liquidity remains strong and we continue to report a healthy balance sheet with extended debt profile. By the end of 2020, our current available liquidity was $1.4 billion, which includes our undrawn revolving credit facility of $300 million. We have overcome the challenges we faced in the beginning of the pandemic. As we recall, we proactively managed our liquidity position by raising additional debt during the first half of 2020. We added about $300 million to our cash balance through export credit notes in March and April. Then we drew down our revolving credit facility, which was repaid with the proceeds of the $500 million bond issued in June. And finally, we partially drew down approximately $90 million in the fourth quarter of 2020 from the BNDS loan agreement from a total available amount of $140 million dollars. The debt breakdown by category and currency shown on the lower left side of the slide. As of December 31st, the average maturity of our total debt was 5.4 years. On the right side, we see net debt decrease compared with the previous quarter, reflecting the improved results of our operations and cash generation. Our leverage, measured by the net debt to adjusted EBITDA ratio, also decreased to 2.29 times as a result of higher adjusted EBITDA and lower net debt. Now moving on to slide 18. In response to the COVID-19 outbreak and our focus on preserving cash, we decreased our investments in 2020. We invested $354 million in CAPEX, and we have accrued $18 million in tax credits with respect to our ongoing investments. Consequently, total capex in 2020 amounted to $336 million. The Aripuanan project amounted to $187 million, 55% of total capital. Sustaining investment, including HSE's expenses, amounted to $115 million, below our historical levels as we maintain only the essential investments to operate safely. For 2021, we expect CAPEX of $450 million. We estimate to invest $232 million to continue developing Aripona, and we expect to resume our sustaining and HSE investment similar to pre-pandemic levels in order to continue building a sustainable long-term business. In terms of mineral exploration and project evaluation, in 2020, we invested $54 million. For 2021, we will resume our mineral exploration and project evaluation investments, as we will continue our efforts to replace and increase mineral reserves and resources supporting our business growth we estimate here a total investment of 71 million dollars in addition we expect to invest nine million dollars in technology and contribute 10 million dollars to our host communities we invest in education training and we try to employ and contract local services, supporting their social and economic development. Turning now to the next slide, slide 19. On this slide, we present Nexus free cash flow generation. During the quarter, we generated $132 million. Describing it further, and starting from our $167 million adjusted EBITDA we had an $89 million gain in working capital, which, similar to the last quarter, was mainly as a result of increased average supplier payment terms and income tax payable, partially offset by sustaining CAPEX, interest paid, and taxes. Still, Nexa has generated $187 million of cash flow before expansion projects during the fourth quarter. Non-sustaining CAPEX, which includes mainly our expansion project in Aripuanã, amounted to $58 million. Finally, during the quarter, we had a positive net impact from loans and financial investments of $66 million, partially offset by $53 million of other non-operational expenses, resulting in the final cash flow generation of $132 million. Now, moving on to slide 20. On this slide we present nexus free cash flow generation for the full year in 2020 we generated 388 million dollars starting from 403 million dollar ebitda we generated 92 million dollars from working capital gains partially offset by 123 million dollars of sustaining capex and another 71 million dollars of interest paid in taxes still NEXA has generated $280 million of cash flow before expansion project. non-sustaining CAPEX, which includes mainly our expansion project in Adipona, amounted to $201 million. Finally, during the year, as I mentioned earlier, we proactively managed our liquidity position by raising additional debt, which combined to the healthy cash flow generation from our operations resulted in the final 388 million dollar cash generating for the full year. I will now hand the call back to Tito. Tito, please.
2: Thank you, Mank. Please move to slide 22. Here, we will make some comments about the market fundamentals. During the quarter, zinc prices were up by 10% compared to fourth quarter of 2019 and 13% from the third quarter of 2020. This increase was mostly driven by strong economic activity in China, whose investments in the Indian infrastructure continue to contribute to zinc demand and due to a weaker US dollar. In terms of market fundamentals, most mines in China and Latin America have resumed activities in the second quarter of 2020, but concentrated supply has not been sufficient to meet the improved demand from the smelters, particularly in Asia. We can see it clearly by the current level of the spot TCs. In terms of our home market, Latam, zinc metal demand recovered after the decrease in the second quarter of 2020. Demand has been recovering, mostly driven by a mix of pent up demand, stocks replenishment, and fiscal stimulus, particularly in Brazil. In addition, the update long term balance between supply and demand shows that the previous estimated increase in supply should be lower than forecasted, meaning market balance should remain tight. So, in our view, metal prices have the fundamentals to remain at higher levels. Moving to slide 23. On this slide, we present the performance of other metals. Lead, copper and silver had a strong performance in the fourth quarter of 2020. Similar to the price, the increase in metal price from the third quarter levels was driven by a weaker U.S. dollar and a positive outlook for global growth. For 2021, the outlook is positive, given how economies have responded to the various economic stimulus packages. The U.S. dollar performance should also continue to impact basic metal prices. Obviously, COVID-19 remains a risk factor to this scenario and we will continue to evaluate its development and the measures adopted to mitigate the virus spread, including worldwide vaccination. Moving now to our last slide. We have delivered a strong operational result on overcoming the challenges and restrictions imposed by the COVID-19 global outbreak. The performance in the second half of the year demonstrates the resilience of our business, the contribution of NextAway program, the commitment of our team with operational excellence and their enthusiasm to transform. As I mentioned in my previous slide, COVID-19 remains a risk factor and we will continue to evaluate the impact in our value chain. The Peruvian government recently announced a new quarantine period in the country that should last until mid-February. Different from last year, mining and smelting operations were not suspended. We remain confident that the demand for our products will continue to recover. NEXA will maintain its priority on capital discipline and cost control. We believe we have an attractive pipeline of projects, and we have been preparing ourselves to generate long-term value, building the mind of the future. Thank you all for your time, and let's move on to the Q&A session.
1: Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star, then 2. This time, we'll pause momentarily to assemble our roster. first question is from Carlos de Alba from Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead.
6: Yeah. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> uh, the, first, the question I have, uh, Tito, um, is if you can uh, just clarify a little bit on the next away. So, I, I think you guys um, believe that EBITDA was positively impacted by almost $100 million in 2020. And then you see 100 million, $120 million annualized benefit by the end of twenty twenty one is this incremental so twenty million dollars more in twenty twenty one or is is this uh your full one hundred and twenty million more um you know throughout two thousand and twenty one and you're similar for the additional um, measures or initiatives that were identified post covid nineteen uh, which you estimate will give you a benefit of sixty million dollars uh, also in 2021 is this in addition to the 120 by the end of 2021 mentioned in the prior bulletin your press release or is, is is this uh you included
4: hi carlos this is rodrigo speaking here hope you you are well as well as your family thank you for your question it's a very good question um, the next away needs to be explained and to be consistent with what was disclosed uh, before. That's why we have this breakdown. So from the 120 million dollars that we have uh, the, disclosed as our our forecast in the, the middle of the year, we have already captured 98 million. Okay, so that's that was the one of uh, the, the fees that we paid back in 2019. So we are connecting with this 120. After the program was officially uh, had officially ended and was, and was informed, uh, this was informed to the market by Tito in, in our call for the second quarter, we identified additional initiatives which uh, might uh, cause us to have additional g n a of three to $10 million, approximately a bit above that. And this group of new initiatives will generate up to $60 million. So coming back to, to your question, yes, the 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 120 million dollars is until the end of the year of 2021, out of which 98 are already within captured uh, within our, our results in 2020. So we, uh, they are within our our debit. And more moreover, we'll have uh, aside from the 20 additional 22 by your uh, accounts, uh, we'll have also additional 60. You're correct in understanding that. I hope I have addressed uh, your question.
6: Yeah, uh, thank you, Rodrigo. Uh, um, yeah, this this is this is very very good. Uh, and and this uh, SGA, the three to uh, to thirteen million in, in temporary increase in SGA, will it happen um, mostly in the first quarter, or, or it, how
4: should we allocate this uh, in, in the first half of the year? First half of the year, it will depend. The amount will depend on the the performance of the initiatives but they are forgetted to happen in the first half of the year. All
5: right. Let, let me add
7: something here, uh, uh, Carl. Okay. Thanks for your question. It's Tito here speaking. Uh, I, I think it's important to, to know that the, the next away is an ongoing program. So, of course, what we want to see is more initiatives being 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 created, being generated, and uh, meaning that we actually... Can make can generate more productivity and cost cutting, cost reductions, or or increasing our performance, and of course naturally it would generate more uh, uh, expenses, fees to pay. Uh, clearly, if it happens, we will have a chance actually to speak with the market, to the market, and give some guidance about that.
6: All well, right, understood. And, and then just my final question is if um, you can comment on your expectation for TCs uh, in 2021.
7: Uh, it's a $1 trillion question because nobody <laughs> what knows. what I tell you. I, 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 know, I tell you what, in 2019, I was in one conference and everybody was asking about the TCs and I, I made a, a prediction and I was absolutely right. I was surprised with myself. This year is down the other way around. We what's going on here this are still very low, below hundred dollars in Asia. We reached some point in in the middle of last year that this is actually were almost zero in some cases. Uh we are guessing that probably the benchmark will come something around one hundred and fifty. It's very difficult to say because but uh, you see, it's a huge drop, it comes from 300 to 150, right? So, but it's very difficult to be precise this year. Very difficult.
6: All right. Thank you very much, uh, Rodrigo and Tito. Hopefully, everything is, is going uh, well and uh, good luck this year. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Carlos. Again, if you have a question, please press star, then one. The next question is from. Timna Tanners from Bank of America. Please go ahead.
8: Hey there, and um, thanks for taking my question. Just two, I I wanted to follow up on. Um, one was regarding the dividend payment of 35 million for March. Um, that compares to 50 million from the prior year. So just wanted to get your thinking on how that's um, calculated, given the market conditions seem to be better, and you're you're talking about a improved balance sheet. And then the second question. Um, is regarding um, just the um, also capital allocation and hoping that you could talk a little bit more about um, how you think about the projects that you have right now. So going through them, um, it looks like there's a number of them on hold. So what does it take to restart? What are you looking for to make those decisions? Thanks a lot.
4: Okay, Tina, nice, nice talking to you. This is Rodrigo here. Thank you for your question. Uh, dividend payment, $35 million. Well, if you take a look on the dividend yields, we're paying, uh, as of today, a bit above 2.7% of dividend yield. If you rem- uh, remember last year, the $50 million were 4.5% uh, of dividend yield at that very moment. When we defined and approved and uh, proposed and approved our dividend last year, we had a a a, a good perspective for the year. Was of course uh, COVID was beginning to increase its effects, and uh, this was in January, right? Uh, this year, we what we are recognizing here is that one, we have uh, been paying dividends uh, consistently throughout the year. We have a minimum dividend yield uh, to be pursued according to our dividend policy of two percent and uh although we had a challenging year last year we was we were successful in managing our cost levels and be uh um profitable by the end of the year. We have a good year ahead of us we are performing well in the operations we are being we are being able to hold back uh our our cost level and we are performing well our our revised uh project of Aripona. so we we are we believe this is uh is a consistent level of dividend. That's the origin of the amount. Okay, Is it great.
8: Clear and on I a on question. Yep, and then on the projects, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, that's clear. Thank you. Yeah,
7: let's get let, a, a title here. Uh, what, what we have, uh, we, our plans for the year are we are finishing, I think, now, uh, everything goes as expected. We should be starting up production sometime in between the last quarter of this year, first quarter 22. 2022. Uh, in the pipeline, we have following a Magistral. Magistral in, in twenty one we will be ending the feasibility study, the Pel the stage of Magistral. The idea is, since we had said in the past, and we assume that we should not start a new project before we finish the one that we are building, in this case, Alipona, Magistral would be built. Of course, it comes with a potential good return. Uh, only after we finish Alipona, so we, 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 we will have time along 22, 21, sorry, to to finish the bell and actually uh, work, keep working on the project would be risky uh, as much as possible to come up with a decision to 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 execute it or not uh probably stacking up with sometime in twenty two the the other projects we have uh, we are still drilling in Larion. in la, in la Rion, we are very confident that will be a, a, a very zinc uh, asset for future production maybe replace lean in the future and uh the other two. Florida Candy, mm-hmm. we are also keeping some 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 drilling. Uh Puca and Shalipaiku, we, we stopped uh, the development last year because of the, the market conditions, the the situation we were facing in Peru with the, the lockdown. Uh in my view, we should return to these projects probably uh, after the we see uh more stability in the market. I mean uh, we we were being conservative and actually to avoid to invest more in new projects <laughs> before we assured that our cash generation will be stable, back to stability. By the way, as we are seeing today, right? So uh, being optimistic, we should return to the, with those projects sometime in between 21 and 22.
8: Yeah, the stability of the copper price has been there, it seems like, but it sounds like maybe you're talking about the stability of what the the ability to operate in your regions or? Zinc as well. Zinc as well. Yeah. Copper only, but zinc as well. Right, right. So the price is there, but you're looking for other factors, I guess? I'm
7: sorry, say again?
8: I was saying the price has been accommodating, right? The price of the commodity is positive. So it looks like you just want more evidence or more evidence of the ability to operate given COVID-19? Exactly.
7: Exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, As you see, we are operating in normal levels today everywhere. COVID has not impacted us anymore, but we always have this uncertainty about the exogenous factors, right? Lockdowns. Uh, imposed by government uh, or municipalities and things like contamination of, all, of contractors and employees. So we need to see more of a normal life.
1: Let's put this way.
8: Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Again, if you have a question, please press star, then one. The next question is from Daniel McConvey from Rossport Investments. Please go ahead. Thank
0: you. Uh, good day, Tito and everyone. Uh, I have a COVID question, I guess, and um, there's three components to it. First, um, is there when you did your forecast for 2021, is there was there much in the way of hangovers from what you had from 2020? What I mean by that is in terms of maintenance catch-ups, in terms of stripping catch-ups, um, how much was that a factor in, in your forecast for 2021? Uh, second component um, what is it's? Yeah, you, you probably just answered this, but what is what's more difficult now um, in in your operations, both in the smelting side and the mining side, as a result of COVID? Whether it's getting the right resources, the right technical skills, people across the border, etc., both in in uh, Brazil and in Peru. And then the third component is: is there anything you're, as a result of the of the crisis that you're actually doing different? is actually resulting in some productivity increases. Thank you.
7: Well, thank you for your questions. Mike, you want to answer the first one? About the guidance? Yes. The, the 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 catch up?
4: Uh, yes, yes please. Uh, Daniel, thank th- thank you for, for your question. About this, this cost hangover as you called it, uh actually for the, the estimate we have for the year is pretty much covering the the, the continuous protocols that we have in place, uh, considering that uh, these these health protocols will be maintained throughout the year uh, for the whole year. So we are not considering in any circumstance the reduction of those protocols due, for example, to uh, broad vaccination. So these are the, the, the additional costs. In terms of the, the, the costs on the operational side, I believe once we had the ramp up in the middle of the year, we came back to the normal, normal course of business. I, I would add to that that the only thing that actually uh
7: there's a, a, a comes from twenty twenty is the, some of the capex that we we had to delay and postpone given the, the 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 issues we were facing with the COVID. Some sustaining capex that was delayed and we have a will be performing along this year. Right? Okay. Regarding your second question about the difficulties, I would say our main concern in terms of operations, either in Brazil and Peru, has to do with the 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 the, the, the conditions of our employees and contractors. We set up lots of different protocols depending where and how we are operating, and uh, we, we need to follow those protocols. And we. we the concern we have is, for example, sailing with the uh, in and out sites. So we have shifts every 14 days, and the people stay at home for se- employees stay at home for seven days. So we have to test them when they come in. We have to test them after they, they are there. After seven days, they are there at the site. So this is a big, this is a big concern to have less people available to reach our operations. We had that last year when we were ramping up, returning to the operation. Just to give an example, uh, I remember in the beginning of August, was suppo- we were supposed to, to, to take to the site 1,200 people, and we, are, we were only able to, to take 700 because the other 500 tested the positive. So this, this is the I would call the, the, the major concern we have uh, in terms of operations and the impact of COVID, uh, the third, third question is, is: There anything we are doing differently? Yes, our offices—we are still in home office. We have decided already that we we should not have everybody returning to the the, the, the offices after the the pandemic. Uh, we 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 used to have a part of the team. Uh, being able to work from home from time to time, but it was not a, a very regular uh, system. It will, be, will become uh, regular, ordinary for us. Uh, we will be saving with uh, real estate costs, and uh, and we are also looking at some improvements in the way we, we travel. We are avoiding trips. We are. There will be at the end of the day. Some some say if you ask me how much we're gonna we're gonna generate we we don't have this number yet because we still operate under the pandemic but the idea is to 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 bring in some learns we have during this time. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, it just it uh, uh, thanks for some great answers. I I uh, I just it, it's just it's kind of surprising. That with all the with all the um, constraints of last year, that uh, you know, getting 700 employees to site versus 1,300, whatever the number was, that you know, some things weren't dropped. That you know, had a kind of a catch up this year, but it's it's uh, it's pretty impressive if if um, things are, are recovering
1: that smoothly. Thank you.
7: Good. Thank
1: you. The next question is a follow up from Carlos de Alba from Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead,
6: yeah, thank you very much uh tito rodrigo uh, given, given where copper prices are and obviously you know silver and let alone uh zinc, if your cash regeneration um is uh, strong, um would you consider paying a special dividend or another dividend uh, throughout the year?
4: Carlos. Good question. currently. It's a great question, but our, our dividend policy currently states that we pay once a year. So, uh we we do not forecast at this point in time to pay anything in addition to the payment that we are announcing now.
6: All right, well hopefully you guys deliver on, on the top end of your guidance and uh, you surprise us with a dividend later in the yeah. year. Good luck. No. Yeah
7: no we still we still have we do have the uh, my guess here let me add something here. my guess is uh let let's assume that price remain at a higher level for throughout the year and uh, we are able to produce as planning and we generate more cash. We still have to deal with the debt was raised last year because of the crisis right and uh and uh of course. We want to return to the level of uh, 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 indebtedness we had before it. So, priority would be to look at the debt and manage it. Thank
6: All you. right. I mean, yeah.
4: And converge very to much. the levels of leverage that we have before before the. the yeah. yeah. All
6: right. Understood.
1: The next question is from Ors Walcottal from Scotia Bank. Please go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Um, I wanted to ask you about Cerro uh, Lindo. Um, you know, in my in my view, it's your biggest and most important asset in the portfolio. Um, based on kind of 2019 reserves, I I think that mine looks like it's going to deplete around 2027, 28. I'm just wondering if there's going to be a focus on trying to grow those reserves to extend that mine life um, and and sort of what kind of focus is that going to have over the next couple of years?
7: Oh, thanks for your question, Horace. Uh, Yes, you're right. Firmail is our main asset. Uh, We've seen along the last few years a drop in the grades there, which made the production more difficult because we have to increase the throughput to generate the same levels of production we had before. In parallel, we've been investing, I don't have this number here, but we've been investing a significant amount uh, of money in drilling exactly to to expand the, the resources and reserves available there. Uh, If if you look back, uh, maybe three or four years ago had a similar uh, uh, profile of life. Life of mine by that time was forecast to be in between seven and nine years. And today, as you mentioned, we are forecasting eight years of life of mine. So our effort to increase uh the availability of resources has been proven to work because we are producing keeping uh some room uh, some 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 uh room to, uh, to to enhance the 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 potential potential uh, life of mine
1: do do you seet you know, on that do you see a significant upside to the current life of mine or should we think about this as maybe you can maybe you can add a couple more years or you, know, do you see oh, the, the difficulty here? we have
7: there yeah. the difficulty we have there has to do with the part of the drilling is uh, is done underground right so you need to develop the mind to increase the, your knowledge about what you have ahead of you so so we 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 actually perform two types of drillings we have this the drilling that follows the the growth of the mind follows the 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 roots of the mind. And we have the external drillings, which gives us less uh, uh, possibilities to, to identify more more resource. So my my view is, Slovenia should last longer than than anybody expects, because it's a, it's the area is a rich area in 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 polymetallics. Uh, But the the big challenge we will face in some years, maybe in between five and 10 years will be related to our capacity to, to generate more uh, run of mine, to keep up with the same levels of production given the great drop. Right.
1: Okay. Thank you for that color, Tito. Thank you. Again, if you have a question,
2: Please press star, then one.
1: There are no more questions in the queue. This concludes our question and answer session. Now we will hand over to Tito for his final remarks. Mr. Martin, please go ahead.
7: Thank you. Uh, I would like to thank you.
4: um, uh, uh, Oh, man, okay. Go ahead, man. just 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 one second i'll as we didn't have a a specific question i'll take the opportunity to clarify something on this melting segment cash costs um one about the quarter and one about the year impact Uh, and although the year cash cost is mildly above the guidance that we gave for the year it was four percent above it increased much less than proportionally to the zinc price increase, which is the the, the factor that uh, impacts the most cash costs, which was 17% higher uh, against our initial estimate. So we were estimating 99 cents per pound and the uh, zinc price at the end was $1.16 per per pound. So the difference was pretty much the operational cost efficiency that we have been uh, disclosing and 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 uh, and, uh insisting that, that we are focusing on. The second comment is quarter on quarter. Uh, although on a nearly basis, the price effects tend to be neutral, as we try to show on slide 16 of our presentation. On a quarterly pri- uh, quarterly price basis, uh, the, the price volatility might cause uh, the kind of cash cost variation you saw between the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Due mainly to mark-to-market and QP setting effects, as we have open invoices both on the side of concentrate purchase and on the metal sales. So sometimes uh, when you see this type of variation, it's not only that the costs have jumped, but also this price effect It's good to have it uh, in mind when we are talking about uh, the quarterly evolution. Thank you for the opportunity, and Tito, please, uh, back to you. Thank you, Meg. I'm sorry, I forgot to...
2: to
7: had Planet to, to
2: make this statement.
7: Uh, I would like to thank all of you for for being here. Uh, just saying that, it's different from some of our the view of some of our analysts, we believe that uh, 2020 was a surprising year for us because based on what we went through uh, in the first half of the year with the lockdown in Peru, the the the, the, the problems we faced the year ended up being a very good year, even before be, be better than 2019. Uh, and the, most, the main reasons for that are, were, uh, of course, price. The price helped a lot, the second half of 2020, but also cost reduction and productivity. We're showing that the next way, is working and is bringing results for us. We are very happy to see it happening, and uh, and uh, and we are we're confident that even having the the COVID still impacting everybody, we should have a, a hopefully a more stable and efficient year in 21. Um, uh, thank you for being here. I hope you stay healthy and safe, and let's move on. Let's have
2: a, a better plan to run. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: The conference is now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect